Welcome to another episode of the She Ventures Now podcast. I am your host, Gan Nicole. And in this episode, I will be interviewing the lovely Joriel Mack. Joriel is a lover of all things whimsical. She resides in the suburbs of Atlanta, but she's a Florida girl at heart. You can catch her roaming the streets of Atlanta and beyond in search of adventure and delicious eats. I hope you enjoy her time with me. Hey, girl. Hey. Good evening. How's it going? I'm doing well. How are you? I'm doing well myself. Joriel, thanks so much for doing the She Ventures Now podcast again, because the first one didn't work out too well. But now that I have Zoom, I feel super confident that you're going to come in well, I'm going to come in well, and everyone's going to be able to enjoy um, this podcast interview of you. Okay. Thanks for having me. Of course. Why don't you go ahead and introduce yourself? Let everybody know how we know each other and what made you so available to do this podcast interview about your singleness journey. Okay. Um, so a little bit about me. My name is Joriel. That is pronounced like L'Oreal the makeup, but with a J. And we met through a mutual friend. It's really funny because we haven't actually met, but I feel like I know you anyway. <laughs> uh, so through a mutual friend of ours, we've been kind of like e-friends, if you will. Yeah. So I followed your journey as well online. And I think we kind of have like a kindred spirit uh, as it relates to all things singleness, right? Yeah. <laughs> so I was willing to do this because not many people are willing to give this kind of platform. Mm-hmm. for like normal single women and also understand it. So I appreciate it. Um, a little bit more about me is that I am originally from Florida, been living up in Georgia for the past actually 11 years now. So oh. I've been single for a minute, huh? Um, <laughs> um, I am a learning and development professional. So I'm looking to grow as a consultant in that realm. And in my spare time, I want to do all things fun. So you can catch me in the mountains, wineries, just wherever, kind of enjoying life. And I do need to schedule a time to come visit you because I have to say, I do envy your life a bit. I'm not going to lie. I can't. You got to come. You know. Living life. You got to come. You got to come. Living life. Love it. Okay. So go ahead and jump right into those moments in your journey where you felt, I'm extra single right now. Like, I sense it. I feel it. I know it. It's happening. Yeah. I'm thankful that I haven't had a whole lot of those moments, Yeah. Um, but they tend to occur funny because right now I'm traveling for work, but they tend to occur when I'm traveling for work, when people ask me, do you have children or are you married? Because yeah. I forget that I, that those things are not, not that they're abnormal, but they're, they're not as common, I guess. Uh, so when people ask me about my life or who's waiting for me, that's when I kind of remember. Otherwise I don't remember. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that's funny because I would expect, or I would have thought it would be whenever my friends get married or whatever that right. I would remember I'm single, but it's not in those moments. It's when strangers actually ask me about my status. Right. Yeah. That's interesting. I know for me, my extra single moments have been, and I've told some other people who have interviewed as guests, strangely enough, it's not necessarily weddings. It is like after church on Sunday, you know, walk, going home. Um, okay, it, I feel you on that. It is traveling for work 
and with your coworkers. Yes. And like the inner like the interaction you have with them on an airplane. It's like literally happened to me on an airplane. They're whipping out pictures of their kids and they're talking about what they're doing up for their vacation. And it's right. like, I got a dog, right? <laughs> I don't even have a dog, but <laughs> me either. But <laughs> you're like, well, exactly. I went hiking last week, you know. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah. It is in those moments. It's funny, isn't it? Yeah, it's just it's small moments. All right, well, let's jump into some of the thing, and I'm actually really excited about this because I feel like you have a lot of juicy stuff to talk about. Some aha moments along the way that you know, um, when you look back on them, you're like, man, these were good lessons learned you know, while I'm single that helped better me in my life, my journey, becoming a woman, whatever, you know? Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, aha moments that have helped me. I think because I, let me say this very carefully, because I tend to expect a lot of myself. I expect a lot of people. Um, I think one of the biggest aha moments that I had not too long ago was I realized that I don't allow people to make mistakes. So if we're friends, we're in some sort of relationship and you let me down, so maybe you lie to me or maybe you don't come through as expected. It's not that I don't forgive you, but I guess I change how I interact with you and sometimes unfairly. So I had to learn that in like friendships that people are going to let you down, that people are not perfect. And we're not talking backstabbing or any like, you know, toxic situations, but just people being human. And I realized that I wasn't letting people really be human because I would be like, Oh, you didn't come through the way that I thought you should. We're done. And that you can't treat people that way or you can't, you know what I mean? Because you got to allow them to be human. Or if I were to make a mistake, would I want someone to do the same to me? Yeah. So that was a big moment. Um, or, big couple of moments, I guess, uh-huh. realizing that mm-hmm. I may be just a bit too hard on people. Right. So sorry. I don't know. This, hold on one second. Okay. There we go. Oh, I see it. Damn. <laughs> I messed up. Go for it. I'm so sorry, guys. I just got a little tech problem. <laughs> no. So what I was saying was that I just kind of realized um, in my own kind of self-reflection or quiet time that I hold people to a standard that is unrealistic and it's not the same standard that God might hold me to. So um, in dealing with friendship, if I kind of, and I don't mistreat people, so I want you to think that, but in in dealing with just friends, if I kind of feel some type of way because they let me down, what what am I going to do in a marriage? Because he's probably going to let me down a lot. (laughs) So am I going to like want to divorce him? Am I going to want to leave? Am I going to want to say you're not who I thought you were because I didn't allow you a chance to be human. So just realizing that I had to extend that same grace to people that I want from them. I like that. I I feel like there were some other aha moments you were talking to me about the first recording. (laughs) It was. um, So the other one that I originally said, but that was one too, um, was I stopped waiting for certain like life events to start living. So okay. it was more like, instead of waiting until I'm going to go on this vacation when I get married or when I get married, we're going to go do to that X, Y, Z. I just kind of stopped waiting for like postponing life until yeah. my mate came and yeah. just decided to start living today right now. How long ago was that? Let's see. I'm 32. So about four years ago. About 
Yeah, about four years ago. Did something hit you for you to be like, stop? I don't know if it was something just hit me. It just, maybe it was like the scales were <laughs> removed from my eyes. I mean, because <laughs> like I just suddenly was like, well, why am I postponing everything for later? I think it's a part of your growing up process, a part of your um, kind of, as you mature, you realize like some of the things that you've been putting off or some of the expectations you might have aren't necessarily realistic. Yeah, I would agree with I that. I felt like it, that's what it was. Yeah. I also felt like I couldn't pinpoint when I was going to get married. So I was like, are you really going to wait till? I still can't pinpoint 50? that. So <laughs> like, I don't know. Right. If you hold, like if I was, I was thinking about it, I was like, if the contingency plan is wait to go on an exotic vacation for when your husband comes, what if he comes at like 60 and what (laughs) that makes no sense i started to talk to myself that way like really get down to business with my life Mm -hmm. and and it literally was around the same time too like four four years ago or so and it took time but i totally agree and i totally didn't ask you that question like what were your other ones to devalidate the other (laughs) answer I didn't mean to do that. I'm so sorry. That's okay. I think also part of it was like, as I began to actually meet and befriend other married people, and and I actually used to babysit for a couple, and if I could tell from the husband how much pressure there was on him to try to be everything or provide everything or, you know, wow, be responsible for these experiences. So I felt like that also was unfair pressure to bring to some man I don't even know yet. Like, you are responsible for making all this happen with me me. so i felt like that was a bit too much that's a new one that's a new one it is guys coming that's good i like that a lot that's actually really true yeah i feel i feel like a little bit of an aha moment that i think i've i'm i'm still embracing and have come to is especially in the christian circles i think we make our men the, the litmus ten of the man you need to marry to be like somewhere close to your pastor's job description. Like he has to be that good of a man. So as right. for you to marry him and it's weird or you're welcome. I just think that that's uh, something I've had to overcome and just be like, no, he doesn't, he doesn't even look like him at all. You know, I overcame that I think years ago, but mm-hmm. it's still, it's still something I have to check. You know, in yeah. my mind, yeah, this the man that I married needs not look like or have any of the qualities of, you know, a pastor or a leader. He just right. needs to know how to love me, and we need to be compatible and have the same values. So, it's interesting. <clears throat> what would you say? Do you, are you ready for the rapid fire question round? Go for it. Okay, first question. As for terms, which one do you prefer using: dating or courting? Courting. Why? I, I think, <laughs> what? What do you mean? Because I'm still kind of old fashioned, even though uh, okay. nobody expects old fashioned things from me. People have told me I well, thought I was a feminist and all these other things just because I have no idea. But I, I like courting better because it's intentional. Yeah. And I think dating is just kind of like, let's see what's happening. Whereas yeah. courting is like, hey, if we're not on the same page, let's not do this. Got it. I like that answer. Number two, do you feel single people are neglected in church or other settings? I absolutely do. Um, I, do. <laughs> I feel like single people are neglected in church first and foremost, because it's either if they are talking to you, it's you're single because you don't love God enough 
or because you need to get all these other things together first or everything else in church is about families and you're just kind of left out. Mm, yeah. Because I think most, most pastors or most leaders don't really know how to speak to people who've been single for a while. They know how to speak to people who are single in their early twenties, you know, in the time frame that most people are. Yeah. But because they probably didn't walk the walk of being single for an extended period of time. Yeah. They don't really know what to say to you to encourage you. So they say little cliche things and they say things that are supposed to be helpful and they mean well, but they're almost insulting. That's just my take. <laughs> wow. Wow. Number three. <laughs> Number three. Wow. You, you went in and you did it gently and you did it gracefully and I appreciate that. Number three, do looks matter or no? <sighs> yes and no. Okay. There's no either or answer here. So um, looks matter enough because you have to be attracted to whoever it is, but I think they don't matter in the grand scheme of things when you're talking about um, their heart. So, you know, man looks at the outward appearance or man looks on the outside, God looks at the heart. I think we should also do the same, but I guess you're going to want to have to lay up next to him too. So both. (laughs) But looks shouldn't outweigh other things. Right. I agree. Should Should be low on the list. I agree. Number four, what's your opinion? What would you say is the top priority in your opinion for every single woman, like single women, what would you say? Top priority for them right now? It's like- To take- Go ahead. Oh, I would say to take care of their heart. Um, yeah. That was my answer before. Yeah. Um, I do think for even non-single people to deal with the issues in your heart, whatever those are, um, to, to spend time guarding and protecting and, and healing your heart. So that way yeah. you don't go into anything whether it's a relationship or a marriage or anything else with a lot of brokenness or a lot of again faulty expectations of another person and expecting them to be what heals your heart or what protects you or keeps yeah gosh oh it's so good so rich number five what would you say has been the worst or funniest meme on singleness that you've seen so far you know what a meme is right (laughs) Yeah, I, of course you do. Like queen <laughs> of memes. I watch them all the time. Yeah. <laughs> that I get my memes. That's terrible. <laughs> I don't know what. <laughs> what's been the worst one thus far? Um. So there was one that I saw. So there's one of a skeleton sitting, I think it's a skeleton sitting on a park bench or sitting somewhere like waiting and the caption just says waiting on my husband. (laughs) So it's funny, but then it's like, oh no, don't let that really be it. Like this can't be the end. (laughs) Like still waiting with cobwebs everywhere. I'm going to tell you the meme that you did that I really loved. So hilarious. It's one of looking at my babe it's like looking at my babe <laughs> looking so, like something like looking but it at was a blank babe. page and it was like, <laughs> me and babe today and I remember, i'm like that i remember <laughs> hollering so hard at that one because like every single woman every millennial single woman knows like our 
it's like our in our age right now, everyone posts about their boo, their bay, MCM. This is what he did on Friday. This is what he did on Saturday. Month of anniversary <laughs> and month anniversary. Like we want to celebrate everything. It's amazing. Mm-hmm. It's great. But it's like Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah, I had a collage of blank pictures, like nothing. Yeah, <laughs> Me and Bay today. <laughs> it was too funny. I just I loved it. I loved it so much. Um the next question is which one okay sorry would you prefer being married at 20 or single until 40 40 then married Mm. so i would actually prefer to be single to 40 then married my 20 year old self was not mature enough to handle marriage and i think the road would have been much more rocky i think i would have chosen absolutely wrong yeah and i would have been spending these years in between healing from those decisions and trying to move forward so i would rather just kind of stay put till 40 because who i am today is much more prepared and i know myself a whole lot better than who i was before and i'm gonna add something to it that you didn't have last time the gentleman that i dated at 20 yeah is trying to date me again at 32 and nothing in me wants him whatsoever wow and if I, at that time, if we would have stayed together, I would have, I don't know if I would have married him or had some kids or something, but it wouldn't be, I would have been miserable. Wow. And I know that every time I talk to him, I'm like, I could not ever do this. Wow. That's deep. Change. We evolve. We grow into ourselves. We understand ourselves. We, we get clarity. Man, beautiful. Question number seven. Which one is it? Not enough single eligible eligible men or not enough women looking in the right areas? No, don't ask me stuff like this. I know. That, <laughs> that, that. Either or. These are not, I don't ever, I can't be boxed in either or. I know. It's, it's just a, I can't just be boxed a little in. game. <laughs> I know. I know. It's not that deep. It's probably a it's, mixture I know. It's I not. Just, it's a I mixture you choose one that, that maybe strikes you as like what you face is what the essence, essence of the question is. Choosing the one that you feel like, man, I really felt this way during my journey, you know? Like for me, I'll just, I'll answer it. I'll take, uh-huh. I'll take your, take your time. <laughs> I feel like I wasn't looking in the right areas. Mm. I feel like I pigeonholed myself to one place to find a man. And when it wasn't coming, I either said to myself, one, I'll keep on waiting until he does. And like concocted mm. some rendition of how he would come or two, um, I would, I started looking in other areas to start expanding that. So I kind of started realizing, okay, well, he's not coming from there, but let me, let me try some other things. Let me read some books. So that's why, that's why I put okay. that. I mean, I definitely think there are, are definitely good men out there. So I don't yeah. want to ever say they're not, a, they're not out there because they are. Usually it is the case of women looking at the wrong things or looking in the wrong place. Yeah. So I will, I'll agree with you there. Um, or you just assume that some guys want to walk up to you at church and say, Hey, I'm your husband. I don't know. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but do. I think, I do think it's a combination of both. Cause I think there are a lot of good men that are also looking in the wrong place. And I think if I could give a visual, we're probably back to back to each other, looking in two opposite directions, like turn around both of you. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> like, Hey, that's really good. Both of you need to like kind of change, not lower your expectations, but 
change them, reset them uh, to focus on where you should be. True. Okay. Arranged marriages or no? You against them? Yeah. No, I'm not against them. Um, the only reason I'm not against them is because I have heard and read that arranged marriages actually last longer. Yeah. Um, because the parents, if you're, of course, if it's being arranged by people with wisdom and foresight, yeah. um, that they choose better than you do. Mm-hmm. And they know better than you do. Yeah. Take it back to my same example of when I was 20. My mom was like, no, this is not you. This is not what you're doing. And I'm like, yes, it is. We love each other. Today, I'm like, yeah, lady, you were right. Whew, so glad. Like, you know what I'm saying? They know you better. And they can oftentimes choose better. That's true. I like that. What book? This is the final question. What right. book or top two? Because a lot of people are like, I can't do one. What book would you recommend for the She Ventures tribe and why? Okay. So the book that I recommend is Captivating. Um, and I would recommend it because I thought it was such an, a beautifully written book. I think when I read it, um, it was in a place when I was new to this, like, I'm going to wait on God journey. And it just kind of ignited me in a way. It was such an inspiring book to help me understand and realize God's love for me. Um, and it just, it was beautiful. It was beautiful. Um, the other book that I would probably recommend, um, depending on where you are in your walk, there is a book called I Don't Wait Anymore. And yeah, that okay. book actually drew was, ah, see. Yeah. Um, okay, off the record, sometimes it's a bit dramatic for me, but I like the overall, <laughs> I like the overall gist of the book. Um, I like the, the blog post that it was That's what I was going to say. The, the blog article post. that, the original the blog, blog post yes, that, that it came that. from. From the very first time she wrote it, I said, I'm saving this blog post. This is my heart. <laughs> Yes. this is what I mean it, <laughs> that is it actually it. honestly it was one of the articles that I had been collecting that kind of undergirded the start of the original blog that I started Art of ah. and then this one She Ventures Now so yeah. She Ventures Now is a little bit of a hodgepodge of realizing that I don't need to wait anymore I'm taking your answer girl go ahead <laughs> no it's cool um Stop, stop waiting, start stuff, keep going, right. start, keep going, keep starting, learn, keep trying new things, go on an adventure, you know, whatever oh, adventure, adventure is that for you, for you, yeah. it, might, it sounds like you love and enjoy getting out in nature and trying new things. And for me, it has always been, not always, but finding, uh, so I grew up in an entrepreneurial house, so okay. trying new things that help with creating the lifestyle that I want that's so awesome. that's a little bit of a little bit of background of of, of my heart and like uh-huh. for she ventures now so I love it so exactly the same thing like when I read that blog and noticed I think she I think she's about the same age as us so she's about 32 33 what have you and a post like that could only be written by someone who's been through that valley someone who knows this journey yeah someone else would just be like get over trust, it trust god, trust god. yeah <laughs> you know not, i mean it would be something so enough. No, 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 no. you're not trying hard enough you still have things to work out you still have all of this to do um i actually saw a post from another writer that i recently started following and she's actually married but she just recently got married and she posted something i think i sent it to you i'm not sure Did you please but it was um it was basically saying like to all the single girls who we're always told they didn't love God hard enough. I'm sorry. 
because like that's the message you tend to get like yeah. work on yourself clean up wash the dishes you know do all these things to, <laughs> and then maybe somebody will come learn how to cook you know how they make you feel like you <laughs> you're not worthy oh, and so that's you the gist right. like they make you feel like <laughs> you ain't pray that one prayer Go up to the altar. Read Proverbs 31. See, you only read like two scriptures out of it. Like, wait a minute. Oh my God. Wait a minute. <laughs> like, you know how they make try to make you feel like you just I'm about to curse. <laughs> you ain't ish. Yes. But, <laughs> but she was like, I'm sorry. And it was like, it was so heartfelt because it's like, you know what? At least somebody acknowledged that, that is a common, common misconception. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you so much, Jorielle, man. I appreciate you so much. Just making the time and valuing this effort, this, this venture that I'm doing, this project. I love it. Putting together the podcast and curating the thoughts from organic people, like, you know, like from us, from the yeah. ground. From people the- who know. <laughs> us out here who are not just reading books, we're living this out and we're figuring it out as we go and we're developing our own worldview on singleness now. We are the book. You're the episodes. Yeah. Yes. So I just really appreciate you making the time. I know you could have gone on and taken a nap and <laughs> gone off the bed. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks so much, girl. I appreciate it. Thank you. Thank you.